Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. All right, that's a little different, huh? (laughs) Running Yellow Lights. We're starting a new series today. And um, with a new series, I want to introduce you today to a new memory verse. Um, I just want to brag on you. I don't know who you are. Maybe, I believe, I heard a few voices in the last service when, uh, when we talked about last month's memory verse. I heard some folks actually quoting it out loud. And so I just want to encourage you this month as we start a new month of October. Every week we will be uh, reading and saying this thing together. But I really want to encourage you, man, to take some time during the week. Take that little handout with you. Work on memorizing this verse. And by the end of the month, I hope you have it down in your spirit. I'm going to ask our folks to go ahead and put our memory verse up on the screen, Proverbs 27, 12. Let's read that together. It says, the prudent see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Talk more on that in just a minute. Let's pray. Father God, as we place ourselves this morning in a place where your presence is welcome, God, we don't want to just say to you that you are welcome here. We want to completely invite you in. God, in these next few moments that we're going to share together, it will be good for us to be together with each other, but it will be great, Father, if you your Holy Spirit comes into the room and sweeps through this place. Lord, we ask you through your word to reveal things to us, things that maybe we've never heard, never thought of. God, I pray that you will show us the things that are in us that need to be out of us. And Lord, things that you want to do in our lives. So Lord, this morning, with this word that you've given us for our our message, our text today, pray that you'll use it, pray that you'll work in it, pray that you will do the impossible in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Pam. That was lovely. Y'all give Pam a big round of applause for holding it down on the keys there. Yeah. Hey, while you're doing it, let's give our worship team, our production team, can we just thank them for what they do this morning? Yeah. Beautiful job, guys. Beautiful job. All right. So running yellow lights. Let me, let me, let me just, let's just, let's just do a little experiment here. So we've got a red, a yellow, and a green. And, and a red light means... Good, good job, good job. And a a green light means, and a yellow light means, I heard hurry up, go faster. (laughs) How did I know that was coming? How did I know that was coming? Well, um, yellow either means that, 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 you know, I got, I got to make some decisions, right? How many of y'all have been through this thing where, where you come to the light and you're making the decision and it's like, uh, well, officer, Yes, I, I did see that it was yellow, but, but Lord, uh, the, 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 the car behind me, I just felt like if I stopped very quickly, you know, they'd run into me, right? Or, or you made the decision that, that uh, well, it wasn't really yellow when I came through it. It was green, and the officer doesn't care about any of those things. Yellow is there for a purpose. The yellow light, the caution light is there to tell us that if we don't pay attention to what's about to happen, something is about to happen that if we don't pay attention, it could potentially cause great danger in our lives. I want to say to you this morning, as you put yourself in church today, um, I'm thankful that you're here. 
I'm thankful that you're here and I'm thankful that you have a desire to be in a place where the spirit of God can speak to your heart because God wants to tell you this morning that he loves you and he has an amazing plan for your life. And there is a whole world, a whole enemy, a whole devil, a whole, whole string, an army of demonic forces wants to derail your life. But God wants you to know that he has built purpose into you. He's built adventure. You, you haven't even tapped into yet the things that God wants to do in your life. And so this morning, what we're going to see is that God sometimes places yellow lights in our lives to slow us down from the things that we're going a million miles an hour into. Um, title of our message this morning is only a fool, only a fool. That will make more sense as we go along. Um, but I want you to know that, that in the Bible, what you're going to see today is this interesting. It's interesting to me. I hope it is to you. And I hope it's more than interesting. I hope it's helpful to you. But in the Bible, you're going to see over and over and over, God contrasts the fool with the person who's wise. God says, here's what a fool does, but a wise person will do this. Or here's what a wise person will do, and here's what a fool will do. Maybe you've heard, I think it's uh, Psalm 14, 1 that says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, you may be a person who, maybe you struggle with this thing of is there a God, is there not? But here's what I know. All of us at times have struggled with our flesh, right? Right, Jackie? No, okay. Dustin, right? We've struggled. <laughs> We've all struggled with our flesh at times. And when that flesh begins to scream out to us and it says, I want to do this. The fool has said in his heart, might not say it with his mouth, might not say it with his lips, but we've all made decisions at times to operate as if there is no God. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God, but we don't want to operate like that. You may have never decided to think that I'm an agnostic or an atheist, but if you're alive, there have been times that you've operated on your own. Well, today I want to show you that, that, that as much as God loves you and as, God, as much as God wants to do great things through you, you got to pay attention to some of the yellow lights, some of the cautions that he wants to show you. So let's jump into this, show you a few things. Number one, only a fool refuses to use caution. Only a fool refuses to use caution. Proverbs 15, 16. Most of what I'm going to show to you today is going to come from the book of Proverbs. Who wrote the book of Proverbs, church? Solomon, King Solomon. And the Bible says that he was the wisest man who ever lived. Why is that? That's because God asked him, he was King David's son and God asked him, God was pleased with him. He said, he said, uh, I'll give you anything that you want, Solomon. You're going to be the next King of Israel. What is it that you want? Solomon pondered on it for a little bit and he came up with an answer. You've put me over this great nation. I don't know how to lead these people. God, I need wisdom. And the Bible says that God was very pleased because he didn't ask for wealth, riches. He didn't ask for a long life. He asked for wisdom and how to rule God's people. And the Bible says, because that's what he asked for, God made him the wisest person to ever live. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, and I believe that it's from the, from the, the voice of the Holy Spirit of God that he wrote these words, and let's see what he says. So only a fool refuses to use caution. Proverbs 15, 16, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. Well, what do you make of that? What's the application? That sounds clever. That sounds wise. What do you make of that? Well, a couple of things. Number one, wise people are cautious and turn away from evil. Wise people are cautious and turn away from evil. If you're going to be a wise person, 
You got to kind of have your antenna up sometimes, paying attention to what's going on around you so that you can stay away from evil. You say, well, I stay away from evil. Do you? How do you define evil? Like, like for you is something that's evil. Is that like, like someone who's an ax murderer and cuts their bodies up and puts it into 14 barrels and buries it in 15 states? Is that what evil looks like? Evil is simply sin. And sin is simply doing anything that's not in line with God's will. So you may be outwardly this, this wonderful person. Everybody likes you. Everybody thinks you're a good person. What's going on in your dome up here? What's going on between your ears? What's your thought life look like? Do you dwell on things that you shouldn't be dwelling on, right? Sin is anything that's not pleasing with God. God's perfect and holy. A wise person not only doesn't act on evil things, but a wise person is going to learn how to control, guess what? Your thought process. Are you controlling your thought process or do you often let your mind wander into things that you have no business thinking about? A wise person is cautious, turns away from evil, but then it says fools are reckless and careless. Foolish people are going to get involved in lots of things that they never had any business getting involved in. As I was reading over this, this verse, it made me think about Billy Graham. Y'all, I love me some Billy Graham, man. Billy Graham, when I was growing up, uh, like Saturday nights, they, they would have him on TV and, and Billy Graham would fill up stadiums. Like, like his team would come into a big city and they would do a big promotion and they would go into the, the city and throughout the city and they would let people know that the thing is going to be happening. And man, he'd go into a, a massive coliseum and it would be completely filled with people. And Billy Graham would stand on that stage with that microphone and tell people that Jesus is Lord, give your life to Jesus and Crowds of people would come rushing down to Billy Graham. Can you imagine what kind of power that must have felt like for his voice to speak the name of Jesus and people to respond by the thousands? But Billy Graham had a rule. Maybe you've heard of the Billy Graham rule. And his rule was that Billy Graham would not uh, go out to eat with a woman who was not his wife. He would not travel or, or even ride in the car alone with the woman that was not his wife. He would not... Um, uh, see, he wouldn't go out to eat. He wouldn't travel. Uh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't ride in the car. Any of he, he wouldn't even meet alone with a woman that wasn't his wife. Why is that? Because this was a man who was wise. This was a man who loved the Lord. And people look at that rule now and they say, that's silly. That's, that's archaic. That's chauvinistic. No, it's not. Here's what he knew. God had a calling on his life and he knew that all it would take would be one slip up for him to, to, to go have lunch with, with some female coworker, some lady who uh, wants to donate to the ministry. Could I have a meeting with you? All it took was one time for him to go and for that attraction to start, for something to get going, for the fire to get lit in him. And he knew that that would sever his relationship with the God that he loved. Guess what God was providing him with? Billy Graham couldn't speak those words and people come on his own. It was the power from God that was flowing through him. Billy Graham also loved his wife and he knew he could screw up his entire family by going on that meeting, by going on that trip, by dining with the woman that was not his wife. Fools are cautious. Might get made fun of. But what if God wants to do an amazing work in your life right now, but your selfish actions, your lack of caution keeps leading you into things that are carrying you away from what God wants to do. I don't know. All I know is what the word says. It says one who is wise is cautious, but the fool is reckless and careless. Huh? Interesting. Another thing, only a fool has fools for friends. 
Only a fool has fools for friends. Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Anybody want to say amen right there? <laughs> What's the application? I said, well, if you want to be a wise person, surround yourself with wise people. If all of your friends are fools, you need to get some new friends. Come on, somebody. Uh, you ever heard the saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's right. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Can I tell y'all right now, man, the, the, the guys that I hung around with when I was in college, we sure had a lot of fun. That was a good time. But there came a point in time where I knew I got to get away from these clowns, right? Now, they're not going to take me where I need to go. Yes, we're having a great time, but what am I going to look like at 30 years old, at 40 years old, at 50 years old if I keep doing the things we were doing back then? Now, these guys are stuck in a thing. I had to get away from them. And I would ask you this morning, who is close to you? Who are the people that you spend most of your time with? And as you think about that, are they people who are building you up? making you better in your life? Or are they people who are dragging you down and keeping you stuck in a season? When you look at your life right now, does it feel like, man, this was fun for a while. This ain't fun anymore. I, I feel like I'm pigeonholing myself into a thing. There's got to be more in my life, but I'm stuck here. And the reason that I'm stuck is because everybody that's around me thinks this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. They, they, they think we're just, that we're living the pinnacle. And you look at your life right now and you think, this is foolish, then it's time to find some other friends. Do you have a mentor in your life? It's a great question. Who are you learning from? Like when you think about where you are, don't just think about where you are. Come on now. Don't be satisfied with where you are in your life. God has more for you. Wherever you are, whatever age you are, God wants to do even more. That's the reason you're still alive. And if you're going to find that, how are you going to get there? Because you can't know all these things on your own. Wouldn't it make sense to find a mentor in your life? Who is someone who's a little farther along on the journey than you are? That maybe you can put yourself close to it and you can learn some things from them. How would that look? Um, the people around you, are they wise or are they foolish? You know, this is not just a proverb. There was a study done in 2017 by Northwestern University that found in the, in the workplace, and this has nothing to do with the Bible, Christianity, a study was done in the workplace, Northwestern University in 2017, that found that sitting within 25 feet of a high performer at work increased the performance of a person by 15%, just by sitting within 25 feet of them. On the other hand, it also showed that sitting within 25 feet of a person who was a low performance low performer decreased the person's performance by 30%. What do you make of that? If I'm around someone who has good habits, if I'm around someone who's a hustler, a go-getter, who's making things happen, I'm not going to be content to just sit back. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I'm going to absorb some of that. I'm going to become more like them, even 15% more just by being around them. And on the other hand, if I'm around a bunch of turkeys, guess what I'm about to do? I'm about to start gobbling. That's right, Willie. You got it about to start gobbling. Who are you putting yourself around? And by the way, let's be real here. We living in the future now, man. This is not just about the people that you're around. It's about what you're allowing into your mind. It's about what you're consuming, right? What, what, what are you looking at all the time? What are the shows that you're watching, right? What, what are the reels that you're, you're consuming over and over and over? What, what, what are the books that you're reading if you're a reader? 
And I, I get it, man. We all need a little downtime sometimes, right? We all need a little comic relief to just, to just zone out sometimes. That's okay. But if you find yourself in a place where, where everything you're reading is a bunch of smut or it's a bunch of nothing, or if everything, you spend all of your time watching stuff that doesn't glorify God, are we not called to be people of holiness? The stuff that we're putting in is what's going to come out. Garbage in, garbage out. Hmm. Are you going to be wise or are you going to be a fool? Pretty clear what we need to do. I'll, t- I'll put it to you this way. There have been times in my life when I've looked around and known that I was going in a dangerous direction. And, and it was not done in any kind of mean way. But there have been times when I've had to decide I've got to move on from some people in my life. It's not easy. Sometimes you have to just draw a clear line and say, nope, I'm not going there anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. Sometimes you just begin to migrate away. If you know that the people in your life are pulling you down into the pits of hell and keeping you from the things that heaven designed for you, then I'm going to ask you this morning to begin praying, God, help me. Whether I have to make a choice to walk away or whether, God, you align circumstances in my life. There have been times in my life, man, when God has moved me from one city to another and from that city to another. And I look back on all of those places that I've lived, not that I've lived in lots of places, but every time I've lived, it's been one of the most freeing things because I got away from a bunch of turkeys. Somebody say amen. A man, a fresh start is a good thing sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that's what we need. Here's another thing. Only a fool runs his mouth. Yeah, you, only a fool runs his mouth. Proverbs 17, 28, I love this. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Now that's wisdom right there. What do you make of that? Well, wise people don't, um, don't make every comment that comes to their mind. Let me say that again. Wise people do not make every comment that comes into their mind. Fools can begin to change by simply keeping their mouth shut. That's not that hard, is it? Can be. You ever heard the saying that uh, even a stopped clock is right twice a day? That's what he's talking about. Even a stop clock is right twice a, way, twice a day. Even a fool can begin to seem like they have some wisdom if they'll just simply keep their mouth shut. You want to bring a bunch of chaos into your life? And I don't know anybody that does, but, but when you look around your life and you see a bunch of chaos, let me ask you this. If you want to bring a bunch of chaos into your life, make sure that you make every effort to comment on everything that gets said. Make sure that you post everything that doesn't seem right to you. Make sure you text somebody and tell them how everything is not right and this is wrong and so-and-so did this. You want to create chaos. Make sure you say everything that comes into your mind. And you will have the most chaotic life you could ever imagine. But if you want peace in your life, learn to do this. People start flapping them gums, talking about, can you believe so-and-so did this? People start flapping them gums, talking about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Can you believe this? And you just sit there with your little old mouth shut, nodding your head, smiling. Your life just got better. Yeah, look, that's free. I threw that in free. Your life just got better. Just keep your mouth shut, nod your head, and life is going to get better. Um, You want to find peace in your life? Let's put it this way. Learn to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. What's what's my lane? I don't know. What's God called you to? Like, like John, has God called you to do big things in your life? Do you believe God's called you to do big things? Right, I do too. 
Like you and I have had conversations about you going to South Sudan. I don't know if God's still calling you to that. That's between you and the Lord, but here's what I know. If you get caught up in everything that's going on and you get pulled into every conversation, you get trying to rescue everybody's situation and you get, you get caught up in all the drama, guess what the enemy will do? He will wrap you up with vines. He will keep you from moving forward. He'll keep your spirit all in a knot. But if you'll learn to stay in your lane, God, what is it that you've called me to do? And I'm not going to the left and I'm not going to the right. I'm moving forward. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the energy. I don't have the ability. I can't, why am I stepping into that? Does that make sense? Church, you hearing what I'm saying? Y'all picking this up this morning? Does that make sense? There's another one. Only a fool ignores instruction. Proverbs 10, 8. The wise of heart, everybody say wise. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Man, that's so good. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Here's the application to that. Wise people simply are okay with receiving instruction. Um, They don't only hear the instructions, but they do what they're told. Fools spend more time talking than listening, so they never hear the instructions clearly. You ever been around someone that you're trying to, trying to help them with something, trying to teach them how to do something, or you see something that they're just making a mess of in their life, and you try to give them some ideas about how to get better, and you can't even get the words out of your mouth because they're talking over the top of you, babbling on and on, and you're just like, just, could you just be quiet a minute and let me say something to you? Like, like there are people in your life that have been through the things that you've been through, that have come out the other side of it, that love you and want to give you instruction in things, But if you can't shut your mouth long enough to let them say the thing, you're just a babbling fool talking over the top of them. And if you're someone who has to have your way and you have to have the last word, then go have the last word. Go have your say. But you're headed through the yellow light into the collision in the intersection. But if you're someone who's willing to receive instruction... Man, if you're willing to receive instruction, you can see the things that, that God's calling you to do and you can step into it. But man, if you're going to have your own way and you're going to do what, what, what you want to do, well, I don't care what God says. Well, tell me this. How's that going to work out in your relationships? When, when, when you're not willing to read God's word, when, when God's word says this is how a man and a woman are supposed to be married and have a family and have a life, but you say, no, 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 I'm doing it my way. This is what makes sense to me. I'm going to do it my way. How's that going to work out for you? When you're someone who says, says well, I got, a, I got a little bit more money than what I have to have to pay my bills now. Maybe I got a little extra and I'm going to do what I want to do with the money. But God says, do this. Yeah, I know what God says, but I'm going to do this. How's that going to work out for you? Everything in your life, man, God wants you to not only survive, he wants you to thrive. And he's given us instructions in his word in every aspect of our life of how we can thrive in him. But the fool just goes right on through that. A wise person says, let me, let me look at this area of my life. Man, there have been times in my life When I've come to these forks in the road and people are telling me to do this, people are telling me to do that, wise people on both sides of the equation, and I don't know what to do. You ever been there? You ever been so confused and and you're at a major turning point in your life? What do you do in that moment? Well, I would say that the best thing you can do is get that Bible out and start digging into it and say, what does God's word say? 
And then compare scripture with scripture. Don't just pull one verse out and take it out of context. Compare Old Testament, New Testament. Compare what Matthew said with what Paul said. Compare what Jesus said with what Peter said. Put it all together and you'll come up with a framework that says, I think this is what God's saying for me to do. People can give you all kinds of advice, but if you're not willing to take instruction from the Lord, if you're not willing to invest some time and energy into learning how to read the Bible, how are you going to get your instruction from the Lord? When you do, man, you want to be a wise person. You don't have to be 70 years old to be a wise person. You can be a 30-year-old. You can be a 25-year-old that knows how to go into God's Word, to read it, to put yourself in alignment with it, and watch what God would do with your life. Mm. Nobody wants to be a babbling fool. One last thing. We'll bounce out of Proverbs for this last one. The last thing is this. Only a fool rejects God's grace. You know, we've heard a lot from King Solomon about the wisdom of doing things that wise people do, the foolishness of doing the things that a fool might do. What's God saying to us? God said, I want you to be a wise man. I want you to be a wise woman. I want you to be a person who knows how to, how to handle whatever comes into your life. That's what God's saying to you. God's saying, I have more for you. God's saying that, that I want to do amazing things to your life, but you have to follow my plan. You have to let me lead. You have to engage my wisdom. But if we jump out of Proverbs and what God said through Solomon and go into the Old Testament book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, listen to these verses. God says in Ezekiel, he says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Do you want that new heart and that new spirit? Do you want God to remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh? Do you want God to put his spirit within you? Do you want him to be your God? This morning in the quiet of this sanctuary, that's what God wants to say to you. He's saying to you, I'm giving you those yellow lights in your life so that you can be a wise person. Um, you can do everything that he's called you to do, but you gotta stop running through the yellow lights. You have to be a person who, who understands caution. Only a fool would choose to hear the offer that God is putting on the table this morning to be his people, to follow him. Only a fool would hear that and choose to continue doing things in their own way. See, here's the thing. God made you smart. He made you capable. He put his DNA inside of you and he wants to do amazing things. But we all have this foolish thing inside of us. It's called ourself. It's called our flesh. And it screams and it's like a little baby that wants to pitch a little temper tantrum inside of us every day saying, I want what I want. The fool gives full vent to his anger. That's what a baby does, just screams and cries and all of these things. The fool is going to give in to that flesh all the time. But a wise person says, okay, God, I want to see the big picture. I want to go where you want to take me. Today, this morning, God's inviting you into deeper waters. He's inviting you into a deeper relationship with him. And this morning, I'm not talking about doing something. I'm not talking about serving in the church. I'm not talking about going on a mission trip. 
I'm not talking about being active or coming to a meeting. This morning, I'm talking about you engaging the wisdom that will help you to go into a deeper relationship with the Lord who created you. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes right now? Father, I want to thank you for the wisdom of these words from King Solomon. His hand held the pen, the Holy Spirit of God, you wrote the words. You directed his pen to write these words that show us how to be wise even today. God, this morning we are we're gathered here today as people who are desperately seeking you. Some more desperately than others. Maybe some have come in this morning just because it's time to go to church, but others, God, I believe are coming into this place today because life has put us into places where maybe because of those foolish friends that we're surrounded by, maybe because of our choices, only you know, God. My guess is there are some people here today who when they look at their life, maybe they see the foolishness of their ways. God, one of the things I love about you is You don't just see us where we are, but you see us as who you created us to be. And you know where you want to take us. And your Holy Spirit has a way of speaking to our hearts and saying, if you'll trust me, if you'll follow me, that you will lead us into deeper waters. You'll lead us out of the messes that we're in. Lord, there's some folks here today that need to give their life to you. There's some folks here today who who have been saved maybe, but maybe they've walked away from you, backslidden, turned their heart, turned their mind away from you, maybe gotten too into the things of the world. Today is a day, God, where we can come back to you. So in this moment, God, in this prayer, I ask you to settle in on hearts. Speak peace, speak life, speak repentance, God. Gently guide us to pray a prayer in these next few moments that will help us to be people who are wise and follow you. God, if there's anyone here today who's walking in a pathway of destruction, walking away from you, completely lost, I ask you to save them through faith this morning. For others, God, who are just struggling, pray that you'll straighten out their paths. Ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand to your feet right now? Worship team has a beautiful song beautiful song that they're going to sing. Don't you just listen to the words of this song? Maybe God's calling you to respond this morning in some kind of way. Maybe you're lost. You need a relationship with the Lord. If you need someone to pray with you, if you make your way down here, let us know. Somebody will pray with you. Maybe you need to make commitments with God. Whatever you need this morning, follow where God's leading you right now.